Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. All right, Coach Cody Toppert, how's everything going, man? Fantastic, fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. So to start off, I think the most interesting part about your story and being in Memphis has to do with adjustments. For those that don't know, you've been in the G League, you've been in the NBA, you've done skills, so you've done a little bit of everything, and but you haven't been at the college level. So you've been here for four months now, Cody. What's the adjustment process been like for you coming from the NBA to college? Yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Hardaway is, uh, you know, is such a great guy and, you know, his whole servanthood mentality and the way he wants to serve the players to me makes it really easy to just kind of assimilate in with the group um, because we definitely share, you know, the same vision. And uh, to me, it's going to be just fun to continue to build deep relationships with our players and the rest of our staff and then kind of piece everything together as we go along. But, you know, in terms of adjustments, I've lived in I think in, in, I was doing the math with my wife here in 10 years of marriage, we lived in 15 different places. So the adjusting part for us is not, is not difficult, right? So at the college level, you know, it's a little bit of a different daily grind because the kids go to class, practices in the afternoon, things of that nature. The basketball side, you know, at its, at its core uh, really doesn't change. Um, and, you know, it's obviously we've got to add the recruiting element to to what we do, which is a little bit different. But altogether, it's been great. Uh, the adjustment's been smooth, and, and uh, you know, we're officially Memphians now at this point. So recruiting is a big thing I do want to hit on because I know that is part of the adjustments. But before we get to that, I want to take you back to June when you get hired. Uh, you were quoted as saying that Memphis was the only college job that you would have taken. So when you, when you fast forward to now, thus far, has Memphis met the expectations that you had coming in? I mean, Memphis hasn't, hasn't only met the expectations, it exceeded, exceeded the expectations. And that's not just uh, Penny's program, um, but that also goes for, you know, kind of the university community. That goes for the entire Memphis City community um, and the way everybody's embraced myself and my family. It definitely uh, exceeded what were already a uh, high set of expectations coming in. So it's been uh, a really easy and natural transition because of the welcoming nature of the people of the city. Uh, and just, you know, the buzz obviously surrounding the program has been really fun to be a part of. But, you know, we're excited to really get down to the nitty gritty now and start winning some basketball games. So going back to recruiting process, you were out, you're obviously familiar with recruiting. You were recruited coming out of high school, uh, went to Cornell. But from this side of everything, you know, from actually going out and recruiting guys, what has that been like? What has that process been like kind of learning the ins and outs uh, from the staff who's also – a little bit new to this. I mean, most of them are only a year into their college coaching career. So what's it been like adjusting to the recruiting process and kind of learning from uh, Penny and Mike and Tony throughout that process? Yeah. Um, well, those, yeah, those are our, our guys figured it out pretty quick, didn't they? But, um, you know, before that, when I was in prep school uh, running uh, Elevate Sports Institute, we, we actually had to uh, recruit to fill our roster as well. So my first recruit was Norris Odiase, who was the starting center for Texas Tech and is now in uh, training camp with the Phoenix Suns. That was back, way back when. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's all about relationships just like anything else. And uh, even though I haven't, uh, you know, been a college coach before, I do have 
you know, deep relationships just in basketball in general. That's with trainers uh, who are working with top-level high school co- co- kids. I actually, uh, right when I finished playing uh, professionally, I was a head coach for the Dallas Mustangs AAU team back when they were one of the, the better Adidas teams. And, uh, you know, so there, I have relationships, but I have to continue to build and foster those relationships. And I have to, you know, continue to, to help Memphis, uh, you know, obviously stay on top. And, and I've always learned a lot from, you know, from Tony, from Mike, from Penny, without question. Like I said, they figured it out pretty quick. But, you know, Tony Matlock's been in this for 23 years, and, like, his insight on a daily basis is uh, very, very uh, integral to my ability to find, you know, success uh, in the recruiting game. But um, but it's been fun nonetheless, fun transition. So you've spoken about Penny a lot, and I think anyone that pays attention to the program – knows that he obviously has a ton of NBA ties, but he wants to make Memphis basically as close of a stepping stool as it can be to the NBA. He wants to operate like an NBA program, and I think when people think about that, they immediately think of the offensive side of the ball and different offensive sets and offensive talent. Uh, but from listening to you and from listening to, to Coach Hardaway, I know he prioritizes defense a ton as well as you. Um, so when you look at the talent that you have on this roster – and you look at the defensive side of the ball, what can you guys do to be like an NBA team on the defensive side of the ball? Is it is it running multiple defenses? Is it, you know, manning up in times and switching and doing multiple different defenses? What does that look like? What does, you know, what does the closest step to the NBA defense look like for Memphis? You know, for um, just from a, from a general standpoint, defense has to be about consecutive effort and offense to me is about consecutive action, right? So just different kind of thoughts on just being consecutive with everything that you do and giving multiple efforts. Uh, What we can do on the defensive side of the ball uh, with our athleticism and our length makes us very unique. Uh, The NBA, there is a lot of switching going on specifically in positions one through four. We are well equipped to do that, to switch different actions. But in the same sense, right, Switching can be used as a weapon. It must be used as a weapon. It must be practiced, and you've got to come together. You've got to talk, touch, take. You know, you can't sit back and point switch and be susceptible to, you know, to slips and switch cuts and all these different things. And so, you know, for us every day, right, it's about drilling in the intricacy of, you know, first, how we're going to contain the ball. Second, how we are going to switch actions on which actions we're going to switch. And then third, you know, being very precise on our help side rotations where, you know, we have elite athletes. First step to being a great defense is guarding your man, guard your yard, you know, keep your guy in front. Don't let anybody get into our paint. But if somebody does get beaten, right, which is inevitably going to happen in the game of basketball, uh, you know, we've got to have our rotations tight. They've got to be down pat. And we really have to have an understanding of where to be and when to be there. And an understanding that, you know, in, in on defense, it's not you versus your man. It's all five of us versus the ball. And, uh, you know, I think we're getting there day by day. And at the very end, in order to be a great offensive team, you've got to be an elite defensive rebounding team. And so that's the last key for us is, you know, making sure that when we do defend well and we do get stops, that the next thing we do is really, really lock in and uh, and make sure we put a body on guys, crash the rebounds, and not just rely on our athleticism. We've got to make sure that we get physical with our box outs 
And then, you know, after we uh, snatch the rebound now, obviously we can push and transition. You mentioned talent and athleticism of this team and how that helps defensively. And I think it's a very interesting point because when you look at not just the one through the four like you mentioned, but when you look at everybody that could potentially be on the floor for this team at any given time, it is a ton of talent. It is a ton of athleticism. There's a lot of guys that can play multiple positions. So with that, Cody, how much does that help and how well equipped is this team you know, to be an elite defensive team, to be one of the best defensive teams in the country? How, how well equipped is this team for that? I mean, there is no question this team is very well equipped. I mean, we're well equipped to be an elite team on both sides of the floor. We're well equipped to be an elite defensive rebounding team. Now, being well equipped and having those physical gifts and being able to actually execute all these things we're talking about are two entirely separate things. And that's where, you know, we're telling our guys really, you know, the glory's in the dirty work. And that's really what we have to buy into. We have to buy into being a, a team that's going to have and make uh, all these different toughness type level plays that are all really a lot of these things controllable, right? And with young teams too, one of the biggest things that they need to learn and, and, and at times can tend to struggle with really start with communication, the ability to, you know, vocalize in the game, in the moment during the game and communicate with each other, our coverages, um, you know, our different schemes, and then, you know, also obviously on the other side of the ball, but we've got the talent. And I think the big thing is to make sure that we bridge the gap between talent and, uh, and realizing actually what, you know, where we're at now and, and what we can be. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. So Cody, you've been around the game forever. I think you would classify yourself as a student of the game. And I want to take a quick detour on the direction of basketball in general, because I think it's very interesting. Because when you look at uh, you know, past decades, when you look at the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s, and you look at how much the game has changed even from the early 2000s until now. Uh, so just just a quick opinion here from you. When you look at the next 10 years, and since you are such a big analytical guy and you study the game so much, what do you see for the game in the next 10 years? What what could the game look like differently in the next 10 years? Well, you know, that information is worth billions of dollars, so I'm just going to keep that to myself. No, I'm kidding. Um you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's all about trends, right? So to try to figure out and identify what the trends are and be a team that can take full advantage of those trends, um, you know, before they get to the apex of their usage, right? It's just like, you know, the importance of the three-point line and, and kind of the value of spacing the floor has really transcended the game. So your power forward position, it's no longer – teams are no longer – I mean, you want to find a single team in the NBA playing a three-out-two-and system – right? That four position has essentially become a guard position, uh, opening space for elite athletes to drive. Uh, it's kind of been the trend. And then obviously the emphasis has been on the three point shot. So what's next? Well, defenses now are trying to counter that defenses are trying to defend the pick and roll with two players. They're trying to run guys off the three point line and, and encourage and, and figure out ways to run them into contested mid range shots. And so, you know, figuring out what's next now, it's like a chess match. So if the defense is uh, going to, you know, drop back and try to encourage these these mid-range shots, you know, the question that some people have is, hey, are they going to resurface? Can they be efficient? Uh, I don't necessarily have the answer to that at this particular time, but I know that, you know, we'll start to identify trends as defenses continue to try and, you know, uh, take away the rim and take away the three-point line. And as we identify those trends, uh, you know, certain things will, will jump out at us, and I'm sure there will be a team out there that's going to, you know, kind of transcend offensively and kind of flip things on its head again because, you know, it happens, you know, it happens once a decade. And, uh, you know, people don't realize that that Phoenix Suns team, that seven seconds or less team that D'Antoni had in 2008, you know, the their uh, three-pointers attempted um, would be uh, last in last year's NBA, last. And they were first by a wide margin that particular season. And I was actually talking with the Charlotte Hornets head coach and he was saying, man, like, we're playing fast and they, they have an 104 possessions a game. And last year in last year's NBA, 104 possessions a game would be second fastest pace in the NBA. But in this NBA uh, preseason, it's actually 20th. So think about that, right? The game is just being played at these dynamic speeds. So there's something else on the horizon um, and I'll work to figure out what it is and uh, hopefully that'll give the Memphis Tigers an edge in everything that we do. Absolutely. Well, speaking on the pro game, I actually have a couple of comps that I need from you because I feel like the ones we've gotten from some of your star players just really don't fit that well. And I want to start with James Wiseman because the one I feel like I've heard a lot is Kevin Garnett, and I feel like that's a little bit outdated. Not that KG wasn't a great player, uh, you know, even played up until recently. But do you have a modern-day comp for James Wiseman? You know, James is James is a tough one because to find his combination of, you know, size but also skill, certainly not uh, not easy, right? So from his ability to stretch the floor, I mean, he's got some Carl Anthony Towns in him. But then what I'll say is he's got, uh, you know, much more 
dynamic aspects to his game on, on a roll front and his length and his ability to be a guy who, you know, dynamically rolls and finishes lobs at the rim and then, and then protects, um, you know, protects the rim on the defensive side. So, so you've got a little Carl Anthony Towns in terms of his face-up game, but then, you know, on the defensive side and with his rolling, you've got a little bit of DeAndre Jordan in there. So, you know, it's to him, it's finding that quick twitch uh, fibers and kind of making sure those are fired up that, that will allow him to show off some of his explosiveness and getting those instincts up. But, you know, those, those are some of the, the, the guys I'd look at. Absolutely. And I got two more I want to go through real quickly with you. Precious Achiwa, I've seen a few. Uh, I feel like the one I've seen recur the most is Tobias Harris, and I just don't I don't really see Tobias Harris and Precious Achiwa very much. I think they're actually pretty different uh, players on the floor when you look at athletic ability from Precious Achiwa and, and what Tobias Harris does. I also think Tobias Harris is more of a polished shooter than Precious Achiwa. So what is your pro comp for Precious? Uh, it's Pascal Siakam, uh, Toronto Raptors. I mean, that's a guy who's emerging as a – as an elite player and will continue to do so. One of the top power forwards in the NBA. Um, and I think Precious has that ability because he can defend multiple positions. Um, you know, Precious can, you know, play from the outside. He's continuing to develop his game from the outside. But when it comes to physicality, driving, finishing, uh, you know, he's really, really good. And, and his ability to alter shots as well makes him a very dynamic Swiss Army knife on the defensive end. And then last one for the pro comps is Damian Ball, and I think this one is interesting because I haven't seen any. So you'll be the first one I hear on Damian Ball. Uh, he's one of those guys that came in as more of an unheralded prospect when you compare him to James Wiseman and uh, Precious Achiwa, DJ Jeffries, Boogie Ellis. He didn't get as much attention, but since the Bahamas trip, Damian's name has been everywhere. When you have the pro day, uh, a lot of people were talking about Damian there and how quickly he could rise up draft boards with a good season. So what's, what's a good comp for Damian Ball? Yeah, kind of the way I see Damian, um, there are times where he, I mean, he's got a great pace to his game, but he's also got that burst. He's got that elite speed. So he's a combination of kind of two guys that really jump off, off at me, and that is uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Um, I think he's got a lot of that in him, his ability to slow down at the second level when he has the ball and he's dribbling in traffic and he, he can survey. But he's also got the dynamic speed and the dynamic defensive uh, aspects to his game that uh, remind me of Darren Fox. So I've got a combination of Shea Gilgis and Darren Fox and, you know, obviously two great players. And, and I think Damian's got a chance to really leave his imprint on Tiger basketball this season. And last thing I got for you, Cody, is I know that you are huge on food and culture. And like you said, you've lived in, would you say, 15, 15 countries in the last 10 years? Uh, I've moved 15 times. Um, but countries, I mean, Portugal, Spain, Italy, Germany, um, I've lived in England for a little bit, New Zealand, uh, six different countries, I guess, well, in the United States, so seven. So so we're clearly talking to someone who is well-traveled and been around. Where does Memphis stack up? You've been here for a few months now. You've had time to evaluate. Where does the food and culture in Memphis stack up against other places? Hey, from a, from a culinary standpoint, Memphis is off the charts. I mean, it's elite. It's, uh, it, it's really been a lot of fun to partake in a lot of the different types of food, whether that's, you know, I'm a, I'm a Gus's guy, but also Joe's fried chicken, whether it's barbecue, I've been to all of them. And uh, it's hard to pick, right? Different ones have different amazing qualities about them or whether it's, you know, eating downtown at a Great Canary, um, you know, where you've got, you know, Catherine and Mary's got some of these dynamic places that to me just have their own flavor about them. So there's a lot of really great places to eat. And I mean, I would say from, from where I've lived in the States, this, uh, this place definitely is ranking near the top and, 
you know, when I was in the NBA, uh, I used the, the, the times that we travel on the road and play away games as opportunities to explore some of the finer restaurants I could find in the country. And uh, I've been to some really, really good spots here. So uh, you guys got to try to stay away from Gibson's Donuts because, you know, you might not be able to recognize me after a season. <laughs> well, Cody, I thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, I look forward to the season. Look forward to next week. I know you guys are excited to kind of show the fan base and then to start show the country what you guys have. So, once again, thank you for joining me, and good luck this season, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Appreciate, appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.